the NBA trade deadline has come and gone, and what a crazy day it was. We break down the madness. Josh McDaniels changes his mind and leaves the Colts at the altar. Was he justified in backing out? Is a Major League Baseball strike looming? Kevin Hart's Super Bowl antics and a local NBA star enters the slam dunk contest. All that and more. Blow the whistle. Time in. Episode 32 begins right now. Evans and Drago here in the beautiful Empire State and you, the Empire State, for God's sake, and you listening all across the globe, this is Time In Podcast. Christine, how are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. I'm glad you have the ability to speak the English language in a clear fashion. That makes for one of us. Should I apologize now for having less than a full voice? I don't know. I think it makes you sound kind of sexy. Thank you. You're welcome. When people lose their voice, sometimes it sounds good. So this is like a this is a benefit for me. I actually sound like a grown ass band now. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, you should like pick up like some phone sex operations on the side for the next week. You can make some cash. Let me tell you something. If I could figure out a way to fit that into my schedule, I could always use an extra dollar or a dime. Bluetooth in the car. On the you go. Know, look at you. <laughs> You've really put a lot more thought into this than you should have. Uh, but let's let's dive right in because honest to God, I feel like this is going to end up being a show that goes over 60 minutes, but this isn't about time frame today. This is about making sure we get through what the hell we need to get through. Let's start off with the fact that LeBron James, who's the de facto president and general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, just went ape shit today. The Cavaliers traded Isaiah Thomas, Channing Frye, and a protected first-round pick to the Lakers. Yes, it was their pick, not the pick that they had acquired that belonged to the Brooklyn Nets. And they received back from the Lakers, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. But they were not done. The Cavaliers acquired George Hill and Rodney Hood in a three-team deal involving the Jazz and the Kings, where the Jazz received Derrick Rose and Jay Crowder, and the Kings received Joe Johnson and Iman Shumpert. But it did not end there because Dwayne Wade is headed home to Miami for a protected second-round pick. Jesus. I ha- this is news to me. I just knew about the, fir- the Lakers trade. Oh, you didn't know about the other two? No. Oh, no. It, 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 it was ridiculous. When did that happen? All day. Let me tell you something. It went back to back. Honest to Jesus, I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't know until I literally had one of my students, one of my seventh graders. He literally ran into my classroom and and was like, "Observant, Did you see it? Did you see the trade?" And I'm like, "Oh God!" So I pull out my phone and I just swipe. I I see the Yahoo alert. I open it and I just literally almost said, "Holy shit!" out loud, uh, but I didn't filter. And um. And it just kept coming all day. Like, that was the first one. And then the, the second two came right after that. And he's a Heat fan, this student. So he was beyond happy that Dwayne Wade was coming home. But, I, I mean, real talk, you could see that there's dysfunction in Cleveland. You could see that this team in its, in its well, now, former format just wasn't enough. There was, there was no cohesion. There was infighting. There, there was no flow on the court. And, and that's what basketball needs above all else. But let's talk. Is this enough? Like, is this going to be what, what does it? Because this is really, they overturned the entire roster in, in February. And my concern is, even if talent-wise this is enough for you, you use all of training camp as a team to gel. 
And a lot of times when you make one trade for one key player, a lot of times that takes weeks to incorporate that new player into your offense in a cohesive manner. I don't even remotely see how this, even if it's more talent that you received back, is going to be beneficial to this team because you're in midseason. When the fuck do you practice? So honest to God, I just want to know, do you actually think this is going to be enough to bring the Cavs back to the level that people look at them and say, hey, they're going to make it to the NBA Finals. They're going to compete for a title against Golden State. This is the team that LeBron can lead. Is this enough? I don't think so. I think that I don't I don't think it's enough. I Maybe they'll go to the playoffs if they can get it together, but I don't think that they're, they have enough to go to the finals and compete against the Warriors and win. That's that's definitely not an option. I, I I'm just like speechless. Because, I know you're trying to process. Yeah, like the fact that Dwayne Wade went back to Miami, where he like initially was thought wasn't even wanted, and everyone was mad about how that whole thing went down. Like that right there tells you how bad it must be in Cleveland for him to go back to Miami. Like what the hell is going on? You know, I I think it it really. I mean, real talk. LeBron's not playing at. LeBron levels right now and a lot of times that absolutely is impacting the overall success of this team and him even as a leader is a great thing but if that leader isn't able to perform what are we talking about he's having a good season don't get me wrong but is it a LeBron season is it a LeBron season? And clearly they can't fire Teron Liu because that would solidify LeBron's reputation as a coach killer. I, I mean, this is just, this is, I, I don't even know, man. I really don't. Like, I'm trying to make sense of it as I converse with you in this moment. But, And, and this is what's tough for me, Christine. I, they got back more talent than they gave up. But I don't see, considering how basketball works and operates as a sport, I, I, don't, I don't see how this puts them over. I, I think this is one of those you're going to have to take one step back before you take two steps forward. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they take that one step back, how long does it take them before they take those two steps forward? That's what makes me wonder. I, I, I have so many more questions. I ask away. Maybe I, I can help answer them. I don't know. I mean, like, there's like things like, like, so. Have the Lakers essentially made room to go after? Yes, they did. LeBron. Yes, which, they did. Because and, Isaiah Thomas's contract expires at the end of the season. You're correct. And then, like, they also are rumored to want Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah. So they've done that. Would correct. they go there? Would LeBron leave Cleveland again and go to LA? Those are two different questions. And here's here's why I would have said yes before, but it's no now. I don't think he wants to play with Isaiah Thomas again. But then again, that would be assuming that Isaiah Thomas would resign with the Lakers. Right. I, and if you you know that if he was seriously considering going to LA and told Magic Johnson, I come to you, but get rid of Isaiah Thomas, it wouldn't even be a question. You know, I I believe the whole LeBron to the Lakers thing is really centered more around his post NBA career, um, his production and, and, you know, 
his shows and all that. Yes, to answer your first question, I do think he'd up and leave Cleveland again. Uh, it would just make me wonder why the Lakers. What is your connection to the Lakers? Who are you going to play with? Yeah. Who are you going to play with? The other thing is... Because I don't see Paul George leaving OKC. Because Russell Westbrook is that type of player that makes you want to play with him. That man is a warrior on the court. I, I, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. I think there's a better shot of the Lakers being able to pull LeBron from Cleveland to L.A. than it is getting, taking, getting Paul George out, out of OKC. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, the other thing is, is, are the Lakers over Lonzo Ball that you want another point no, guard? No, because they've already basically said they'll play him together. Mm. They'll play him together. Because he doesn't really seem to be panning out to what everybody thought he was going to be, I feel like. I, you know, I, I wonder, what, what did people expect? I mean, I think he'll still round into form to be a, a good point guard, maybe even a great point guard. But if you really look at his UCLA numbers, what did they expect? Did they expect him to win Rookie of the Year? I mean, I said it was going to be Donovan Mitchell, and so far I'm dead right. So at the end of the day, Lonzo Ball was never – rookie of the year material it was his skill set it was the the base of his, of his talent that drew people in that made people go okay we need to draft him high he has he has this high ceiling which i believe is still there um i just think in this day and a in this nba i think it's going to take rookies a little bit longer than typical to start having a major impact with their teams hmm. the other thing is LeBron seems to have a problem with no matter who plays with him. Facts. You had Kyrie Irving, who's a very good player, very good player. They did well together. Um, now he's off in Boston doing his own thing. I mean, it seems to have simmered down a little bit in Boston, but he's still playing really great basketball. Great basketball. And he had a problem with him. Now there was issues with Kevin Love. Then there is, you know, now this whole team got blown up. There seems to be dysfunction. There was fighting in the locker room. I mean, nobody's come out and like pointed the finger at him. So I see it's I think it's coming. I think it, actually I think it was coming, which is why they needed to blow that team up. Right. And it's like I get that he's the best player right now currently in the NBA and you're going to build around him. But at what point does Cleveland like get tired of this bullshit? He's a coach killer. He has problems with all the players. And like, look, like you're not even bringing it on the floor anymore. You are still playing great basketball, but it's not enough. Like Cleveland has completely fell. Out and then he's on TV I mean, the other team, day. Nine games above five hundred. Nine games above five hundred. The Cleveland Cavaliers. And he says we should be embarrassed of ourselves and should not have any of our games on national television anymore. Like you just threw your whole entire team underneath the bus. He doesn't give a shit. Like I don't know. You know he he's a great player, but he doesn't really seem to be a, a good teammate. You say that again and louder for the folks in the back. Great. Come on. And that that is an essential key to having a great team and people that want to play with you. And it's like, you're building a reputation that nobody's going to want to come there. And I, I wonder if he damaged his relationship with Dwayne Wade, because you brought him there to play and it was supposed to be this magical experience and it sucked. And now he left. And if he's leaving, is, is it like LeBron was like, yo bro, get out of here while you can. Or Dwayne reads like Dwayne Wade was like, fuck you, LeBron. I'm out. This place sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people have always consistently tolerated LeBron. And I'm going to use the term tolerated because I don't, 
I don't believe outside of his true best friends that he's really all that liked. I think people have tolerated him because of his talent mm. and because they knew because of having him, they would have the ability to compete for an NBA title. Yeah, well, it seems like people don't really seem to care very much anymore. Because he's now with a record, because with a record like this, when you have nearly the same identical record as the Washington Wizards, almost an identical record as the Milwaukee Bucks, what is he providing to you that John Wall can't? What is he providing to you that Giannis Antetokounmpo can't? Wow, that was really a great... What? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. You're coming through loud and clear. Did your headphones finally die? They might have came unplugged though, because I don't hear me. Father, can you hear me? No, you're in. Um, that was really great pronunciation of that name. Thank you. I've been working on it. It's what I do during my spare time. I think they died then, maybe. When people say, "Hey, what do you do for fun?" I pronounce the names of NBA players that are difficult. You know, little things. You should join me one weekend. It's fun. <laughs> But, you, you know, that that's really what it boils down to. So uh, it, it, it was just a crazy death. And we haven't even gotten to what the Knicks did today. Have you at least heard about that, Christine? Are you talking about trading Willie Hernan Gomez? I wasn't even talking about Hernan Gomez's trade to the Hornets that netted us uh, two second round picks, which let's let's break that one down first. My initial hot take was, wow, they got fleeced. They didn't get enough. That was my initial hot take. And then I sat back and I thought to myself, hold the phone. Billy Hernan Gomez was a second round draft pick by the Knicks. Who rode the pine. He made the all rookie team, but let's talk about why. He only made the all rookie team because he ended up getting enough playing time because Noah couldn't. That's real talk. Under no way, shape, or form were the New York Knicks going to get a first-round pick for Billy Hernan Gomez. So let's, so let's ask, what were your other alternatives? A young player that would have been a project or two, second-round draft picks. I feel like the Knicks got the best they could get. What else were they going to get? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they didn't play the kid more. He... He looked promising, and this was going to be my my rant that I was going to go on. Do you want to save it? I will. Okay. I'm just very confused by it. I mean, but I do agree with you. At this point, they got what they could. I mean, but it's just the whole situation was unnecessary. Agreed. And the, tree, the, the, the trade they made today involving the Knicks, the Nuggets, and the Mavericks, where the New York got Emmanuel Moutier, which was a lottery pick from the draft years ago, Denver gets Devin Harris, and Dallas gets Doug McDermott. Also, New York and Denver are going to swap second-round picks. That right there, that's a trade I can get behind. Don't get me wrong. Love Doug McBuckets. Nice, serviceable player. Wasn't Emmanuel Moutier. Now, Emmanuel Moutier hasn't panned out to be what everyone thought he would be, but at the same time, a change of scenery for a player that young, cheap, why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm all for it because I believe that within the next, oh, 30 days, you're going to have a starting backcourt of Emmanuel Moutier and Frank Nidokinia. And quite frankly, yet let those young boys rock. 
Let's see what the hell happens. What do you have to lose? Your asses aren't making the goddamn playoffs anyway, so shit. Play the young kids and let's have some fucking fun for a little while. Yeah, that's exactly what they need to be doing, and that's that's where Willie Hernan Gomez could have, Billy Willie, could have got his his playing time, but he wants to go someplace else, and, and I get it, but they should just be playing all the young kids, see what's out there. You're you, Like you just said, you're not going to the playoffs. At this point, you have nothing to lose. This is when you do it. So Courtney Lee can sit down. You know what I'm saying? You lost Porzingis, unfortunately. But just put the young kids out there, see what you have, so that you know what you need to draft and what, what moves you need to make moving forward for the future. Because this team right now is not the future. This team right now is not going anywhere. Agreed. I mean... I thought there was still a very good shot of them making the playoffs until KP tears his ACL. Well, yeah, I mean, they could have went to the playoffs with him, but they weren't going far in them. But, but for me, it wasn't about how far they were going to go in the playoffs. It was it, For me, it was about a mentality of an organization, and it was about KP getting that playoff experience and just feeling a little bit more damn confident about himself and his career and where they're going with the direction. I mean, I no one thought the thought the New York Knicks were going to win an NBA title and compete in the playoffs, but I think it was really just about get these young boys some playoff experience and now what are we doing? What 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 the hell are we going to do? Because they didn't make enough they didn't make enough trades today to tank because you still have Kyle O'Quinn, you still have Courtney Lee, so there's no tanking involved. So I, I, I really, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where this, where this puts the Knicks. They're in this odd situation and predicament, which is where the Knicks always end up. And it's one of those odd predicaments. Okay, so are we going to still play these players because they're the better players, so that we end up with a damn pick between ten and fifteen, which isn't going to land us a player that we need anyway? Mm. Like it's just, it's, it's the life of a fucking Knicks fan. That's what it is. Facts. It's just it's 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 like no good no good things can happen to this organization. It 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 really is like they're fucking cursed. You know, I I I mean, what 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 what? We have a front office that seems like they're actually trying, right? They seem like they've got a direction. We we, we seem to be rolling. We have the exact same fucking. If they lose tonight, they will have the exact same record through the exact same amount of games that they've had for the past three seasons. Different players, different coaches, same damn result. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a goddamn fucking joke. But I'm not upset. Do I sound angry? Not at all. I'm not angry. You still hungry? Yes. Did you decide what you're going to eat? Catherine made pasta, it looks like. Looks like what? She made pasta. Oh. Did you make enough for you? All right, we'll see. Look, I'm sure there's enough for you. Also, we. I mean, you know, I don't want to eat your food. I mean, you look very hungry. I'll be okay. Are you on? Are you bordering hangry yet? No, not I yet. was hoping that you were. By the time you got to airing of the grievances, that would have made for a hell of a lot more entertaining <laughs> of a segment if you were a little angry. But you had falafel for lunch. I did. Well, I had a two-hour delay today. I didn't have. I didn't have a lunch. For what? My ch- my kids live on the side of mountains. If it's icy, they can't come down. So they have to wait for the temperature to rise a little bit and then salt it and then come down off the side of their mountains. Oh. It's the boondocks. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Got it. Must be nice. It is. So the New York Rangers issued a manifesto mm-hmm. today. Now, the only reason why I thought 
I thought it was a manifesto was because when I first saw it, it was on Twitter and they went on like a 10 tweet rant and I'm like, what is this? Mm. But it turns out it was actually a full statement that they issued and I'd like to read it and then uh, discuss it with you because um, I believe that Henrik Lundqvist's time in New York is down to about, I don't know, a week. Are you ready? Well, the GM was on a on uh, ESPN radio with oh. Michael Kay and said that he's not going anywhere. I don't believe him. Okay. I don't believe him. And if that is the case, you know what? And you know what? Post letter, let's have that conversation because I would trade him. I would trade him. But let's do this. So as a member of the Blue Shirt Faithful, we consider you a part of the New York Rangers family and always want to ensure we share important news about the organization directly with you. Today, we want to talk to you about the future. So as you know, since the 2005-2006 season, we have been a highly competitive team. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get to the good part. So as we do every season, we have been continuously evaluating our team, looking for areas that can be improved to enhance our chances of winning. We began the process of reshaping our team this past summer when we traded for assets that we believe will help us in the years to come. Facts, they did. As we approach the trade deadline later this month and into the summer, we will be focused on adding young, competitive players that combine speed, skill, and character. Pause. Isn't that what they claim to have done in the offseason? So how is this going to be different than what you did before? But I digress. This may mean we lose some familiar faces. Now that's the goddamn difference. Guys, we all care about and respect. While this is part of the game, it's never easy. Our promise to you is that our plans will be guided by our singular commitment, ensuring we are building the foundation for our next Stanley Cup contender. I'm not going to read the rest because the rest of it is just stroking the ego of Rangers fans and it's really not relevant to the conversation at hand. So you're saying you'd keep Henrik. I'm not saying that I would keep him. I'm just saying that that's what the GM said. That would you keep Henrik? If the price was right. I mean, isn't he ready? His contract is paid out for how, until when? Do we know? We can eagerly. Google I mean, he that. is definitely the highest paid player on the roster currently, correct? I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, the GM today said that like he is one of the best goalies and he's always been good to the Rangers. I mean, all that is true, but do I think that he's diminishing? Yeah. I mean, is it time to get somebody younger in there and, and build for the future? Yeah. How many years does Henrik have left? 2020. He he thinks that he, ha- he has many years left in him. He does. But. He does. You know, if you trade him, maybe you can get some pieces back for him if you're going to start making moves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I firmly believe Henrik has a lot of good years left in him. I think he's a, I still think he's an amazing elite and above average goaltender. Now, let me ask you this. What is that above average elite goaltender got in the New York Rangers? Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> it hasn't gotten in the Stanley Cup title. Right. Well, all the moves that they made haven't gotten in the Stanley Cup title. I mean, like they had, they were close when they got pieces and they like signed St. Louis, right? And, and who? Brady Shar. And they had like pieces to, to add to to try to go for the run and they still didn't get it then. So obviously it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, but also their offseason moves haven't panned out either. I mean, what the fuck has Shattenkirk brought? Mm. Just I, really I, hard I, I mean, pronunciation of the name. I, I mean, I, it's just, it's and, and then losing, you know, Chris Kreider hurt. Mm. But at the end of the day, my question is, if you are willing to trade Henrik, and you're willing to trade him to a tweet, uh, to a team 
who is literally an elite goaltender away from competing for a Stanley Cup title, what young players could you get back that will truly say that, that that's my thought process because it's not happening it's not going to happen if you're telling me in this manifesto that we're going to be losing familiar faces and that in return because this is what it said right in return you're going to lose familiar faces you're going to get back youth youth takes time to develop you're already in essence telling me we're now here. We're going to take a step backwards a little bit from the goal. This is, a, this is like the Cavs. This may be, even though the Cavs don't think so, but they're about to find out real hard and fast. The, the Rangers are basically saying, look, we're going to have to take one step back to take two steps forward. Mm. Then what you're telling me is Henrik isn't going to be there when it's time to take those two steps forward. I don't know. Because what about what if they trade, like, let's say, Orion McDonough? He's a familiar face that's been there that could probably get you youth in pieces. But that's my point. You're going to get back youth in pieces, which I understand. I see that's where we are. I get that's what we're going to have to do. But if you're telling me that that's the direction we're heading in, then somebody needs to explain to me how holding on to Henrik benefits the organization in this long-term building towards the future with youth. I just don't see that. Because they, maybe they figure that they can get another two, three years out of Hank. But why? And what else, what else is out there that's better? But that's my point. I don't want better. I want youth. Because if you hold on to Henrik right now, if you don't trade him now, by the end of his contract, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, his contract runs him through 38. What are you holding? I need somebody to explain to me what is the purpose of holding on to him. If you're going youth, why are you holding on to somebody whose contract runs them through their 38th birthday? And with each passing day, he becomes less and less valuable to a team who's a goalie away from competing for a Stanley Cup. I just, I don't get it. Maybe because they want to keep some type of veteran presence and they'd rather keep him because he's Hank and everybody knows him. He's the face of the Rangers. They're going to get rid of all of, you know, like Ryan McDonough and the faces they know. And people will be happy that Hank is still there because he's become such a New York Ranger steeple. Your reasoning just now is the reason that I agree with. And I think it's a shitty fucking reason. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to move forward and win with the youth, like you're saying, it's a shitty reason. But I also think it keeps a little calm when they're about to blow up the Rangers. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I know that if they do trade away like a Ryan McDonough and some of the other faces, people are going to be pretty pissed off. I don't think they will be. And the, there's only one reason why I don't think there will be one. This letter right here. I, listen, I am not even a diehard hockey fan. And the respect <laughs> that I have for the Rangers, um, for them being so open and honest and upfront with their fans is amazing to me. Because I don't find many organizations wouldn't do that. Go ahead. Open up your Instagram. Take a look at that. Y'all, be, be prepared for Christine to laugh out loud. Don't worry. Oh, my God. <laughs> what we're laughing at is, is, is a picture that will be headed to the, to the Facebook shortly. But I, I think Damn. the Rangers reaching out to their fan base in such a way, as a Rangers fan, I'm okay with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's great. You're recognizing you, made a, you, you didn't do the job. You're recognizing things need to change. You're opening a dialogue about the future. 
I'm on board. Let's yeah. go. Let's ride. That's great. And you're you're telling your fans that you're going to keep them in the loop and keep them updated. And I think when you have a New York fan sports base that is very impatient when they go through a rebuilding process, that this is one way that you can keep them interested. I mean, and Ranger fans are, are, are fucking diehard fans. They rock with their team no matter what. Like, I think that 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 will get them a long way too. But the fact that the GM and, and the owner and they'll be open and honest and it goes a long way that the fans will be patient. They'll stick with the rebuilding. They'll still come to the garden. They're going to sell it out and they'll rock with the Rangers and that will go a long way. I mean, that opposed to, let's say you look at jet fans that are buying banners to fly over the stadium to get rid of coaches and and send messages to owners i mean but john idzik was shit yeah and gms i mean like it's, i donated it's to the gofundme to fly that fucking plane i i mean that was bad that was really bad so bad so i think that they are going in the right direction like you said and we'll see what they do I, i'm confident in the gm and and the process with the Rangers that they'll make things right and they'll go where they have to go and they'll be relevant again in, in a year or two, hopefully. It's Because I don't think you can make uh, New York fans wait much longer than that patiently before they start losing their shit. I always, I always hated the notion that New York fans couldn't or wouldn't tolerate a rebuild. I think that's wrong. I do. I really think that's wrong. I think it's more... I think it's more that they want to be told the truth. They don't want to be bullshitted. And that's a lot of times what these organizations in New York do to their fan bases, which is feed them lines when that's really not what's going on. They won't even use the rebuild word. It's, it's, it's as if it's uh, some, some dirty word to be used. If that's what we're doing, if we're rebuilding, retooling, and reloading, then damn it, say it so that we can prepare for it. We are diehard fans. That is what New York fans are all about. We'll stick with you, but don't feed us a line of crap. Just be upfront about it. Be upfront about it. Is that so much to ask, Christine? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Apparently, there was some game on Sunday. Some big game. Some Super Bowl. I'm going to be completely honest with you. As we sit here and record this podcast, it is Thursday, February the 8th. I really don't give a shit about talking about the Super Bowl anymore. (laughs) I just don't. I think it is worth mentioning the fact that the New England Patriots lost, and that just makes my life. You mentioned it. Can we move on? Sure. Great. Do you want to give the people? 41-33, Patriots lost, Eagles won, Nick Foles outplayed Brady. Rob Gronkowski's house got robbed during the Super Bowl. Gronk's house got robbed. (sighs) Yes, Catherine, we wanted to talk about it during Water Cooler Conversation. It just might not make the cut. just might not make the cut. Foles outplayed Brady. It's all they lost because Belichick wants to be a button-up disciplinarian and sat his second best fucking corner. Whoopty fucking do. Can we move on to the story that really came out of that Super Bowl? Absolutely. So Josh McDaniels finally done after Sunday. He can now officially go and sign with the Indianapolis Colts to be their head coach. He'd already been in straight communication with the Colts. He had his staff lined up. His staff had already signed contract with the Colts. They're ready for it. The jet is sitting in New England. It is going to fly Josh McDaniels to Indianapolis on Wednesday for his press conference. And Tuesday night, he sends a phone call. He calls up the GM of the Indianapolis Colts. He says to him, 
I have bad news. The bad news? Yeah. I'm not coming. What do you mean you're not coming? He arrived at Gillette Stadium on Tuesday with the intentions of cleaning out his office. But he sat down with Coach Belichick and fat-ass Bob Kraft. And Belichick offered his willingness to take his mentorship to a higher level. Christine, he offered to, 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 to let him into the mind of Bill Belichick about the way to construct a roster and salary cap, salary cap in, implement, implications. Holy hell. Where's Matt? No, he's... He's no longer with us. Um, it, it, he offered. He also got a raise out of that conversation. And McDaniels apparently thought it was extremely valuable to understand the inner workings of the Patriots. It was endorsed by everyone involved. And thus, Josh McDaniels called up the GM and reversed course. Because he felt this long-term contractual commitment that he was being given by the Patriots was good for his four children so they could stay in the same school system for an extended period of time. And he thought stability was so rare in coaching these days and it's something he values and it wasn't something that he could pass up. So the Colts said Tuesday night in a news release after agreeing to contract terms to become the Colts' new head coach, New England's Patriot assistant coach, Doc Mataniels, this evening informed us that he would not be joining our team. Christine, was Josh McDaniels justified in reversing course on the Colts? Because it was beneficial for his career and beneficial for his family? Beneficial for his career and family, it's hard to say that it's wrong. But to go back on his word the way that he did and, and... in like less than 24 hours of him being be getting ready to be announced to be the head coach is fucked up. So he better hope that he was promised in that meeting that he's going to take over the Patriots when Bill Belichick does finally decide to retire because I don't feel that people are going to for, forget what he did and they may be hesitant in the future to hire him. So he might have cut his nose off despite his face or maybe not. I mean, there has been coaches in NFL history who have done similar things and still – get jobs and are still talked about in high regard but what he did was wrong um and i mean like you have to look at the people too that he brought on to be on his staff he just left everybody hanging not only the cults but his his friends and people that he brought over to work with him he just basically was like i'm just gonna worry about myself and do what i need to do does that make him a, a bad person i don't know i mean it, it depends on who you ask i personally think he's wrong for what he did and it was not the right thing to do. Is there a reason you're being so nice about this? Mm, maybe because it's not done to a team that I really care about. If he did it to the Jets, I might be a little bit more fired up about it. So you're just about to make your co-host look really bad. Why, you're going to go in about this? Yeah. 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 Because, you know... On terrestrial radio, I've heard him called a weasel and and all of this. Uh, this isn't terrestrial radio, and we have an E next to our podcast. He's a little bitch. 
He's a little bitch. He's a fucking selfish ass son of a bitch. What else would you expect to come out of a Patriots organization? You know, these are facts. Mm. You know, these are facts. But, you know, what's not being given enough conversation is he fucked with the lives of other people. How dare you allow for these men to leave jobs, turn down other job opportunities they had to come and work for you? Come and work for you. And you leave them at the, fuck the Colts. I don't give a shit about how this impacts the Indianapolis Colts. Other men's lives were involved. You did this. You, 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 you changed course because it was what was best for your family. You wanted stability for your family. But you said fuck everybody else's family. That's in essence what you did. So you don't give a damn about these coordinators, these coaches who uprooted their families, moved to Indianapolis to come and work for you. They had a sense of loyalty to you. They had a sense of commitment to you. And what do you say to them? That's what, that's what has me fired up. Is, is that he showed absolutely no loyalty to other men. None. I don't give a damn about how this impacts a multi-million dollar, almost probably billion dollar organization or what this does to the owner. I don't care about them. I care about the wives and the children of the men who you screwed over. And God bless the Indianapolis Colts as an organization, truly, who are going to choose to honor these contracts of these men. But Christine, help me understand who's going to take this job with the Colts knowing they don't even get to bring in their own coaches. It's different when a GM can't bring in his own head coach. But what head coach do you know that can't bring in his own coordinators? Mm. You got to get somebody that's desperate. Desperate for a job or you have to, maybe there's somebody that they could put, a, put from within just to put a patch on until they get through the season. He just set back an entire organization. That's why I'm saying I don't think that it will be forgotten what he did here. And he better hope that he's going to die the page with the Patriots organization because it's not going to be easy for him to get another job in the future. And he lost a lot of friends along the way because he screwed people over. But at the end of the day, he's not the first or the last person that is going to do what's best for them and fuck other people over. There's people like that every single day. So it's not shocking to me. You know, it's not that it's not shocking to me. But even when things, I guess, are run of the mill, even when things are typical behavior of, of people who who are multimillionaires, even if even if that behavior is customary, man, I, I can't help but have it make me just as angry. I can't. I can't because... It didn't have to happen this way. If you were unsure, and, and that's the other thing. Did stability come out of nowhere? Were you not considering your family's move beforehand? Oh, I think that, like you said. That's that he, a cop out. That's yeah, bullshit. He's being a little bitch and that's a cop out. He went in there and they offered him more money. And here's a perfect example of Kraft just sticking it to the cults again. Oh, facts He though. can do he he that's what he wanted done you know what because if you wanted mcdaniels to stay then he you would have stopped it when he started looking and you didn't so and, and two things come come to play for me here one now i understand 
why nobody on Bill Belichick's coaching tree has had success because you weren't doing this with your coordinators before. You weren't teaching them the inner workings of your organization before. You weren't mentoring them on roster implications before. You weren't you weren't teaching them what it's like to deal with the salary cap before. You weren't involving them in major decisions on your team before. You're a shit man is what you are, Bill Belichick. You're a shit man. That is awful. That is awful. That is not the way you lead. Right. Well, and now you can see why both his offensive and defensive coordinator were ready to jump ship even after having such successful seasons every year that they were there. And the second thing that somebody helped me that no one's literally out of every sports show I've listened to since this news book, nobody's having this conversation, but we're going to have it here on time in. What does this say? And I, I can't wait because I'm, I'm, I'm dropping bombs. What does this say about how Bill Belichick, Bob Kraft, and the New England Patriots felt about Matt Patricia? Yeah. They're pulling out all the stops to make sure they keep Josh McDaniels, but they let Matt Patricia walk right out that goddamn door. What does that say about what they viewed about him as a, as, as a contributing member to their organization? But do you think that it's saying that, or do you really think that this is Kraft just trying to put the screws to the Colts? Because do you think if McDaniels was going to any other team, they would have let him walk out the door? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It could just be, it could be that they really value him and they want to keep him and they're like, you know, fuck you to Matt um, but I think that it may just be a simple fact that it was just Robert Kraft, like fuck, fucking the Colts over one last time. Are they that damn vindictive? They're the evil empire. I know the Yankees have that nickname, but the Patriots are like one of the, if not the most hated sports franchise, sports franchise around because they do stuff like this. And it doesn't stop with their owner. But this the is, owner, the coach, the quarterback, they're so hated. But Christine, this would be somebody saying, I'm gonna I'm willing to spend millions of dollars just to stick it to Because him. he can. He has it. Why not? Think about what you're saying. I'm gonna spend millions of dollars that I have because I can to fuck an organization that I hate and it doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact me. The more, when you say it out loud, it makes sense, right? That's that's if, nuts. That's if you nuts. can screw somebody every day for the rest of your life and it costs you nothing, wouldn't you sign on for it? Somebody you hated, wouldn't you sign on for it? No, because it would get exhausting. He, he, what is he doing, Robert Kraft? What is exhausting about this? Bill Belichick is going to let him right. into his genius mind. So he has to do the training. Robert Kraft signs the check and he probably doesn't even sign it. it's probably a goddamn stamp okay he really does nothing it cost him nothing at the end of the day he'll make the money back that he's paying this guy wow i i mean yeah you're right it's just i don't know man i just want to hug hug all of those families who are getting screwed over right now because yeah i'm not gonna yeah coordinators and and coaches make more money than the average person does but they're not making millions depends you don't know what did they release his um his contract that he signed or do we know how much he's gonna make you mean mcdaniels yeah his new one signed one so they just increase oh, wait, wait, his money. You mean, you mean his contract with the Patriots? Like, yeah, what is he oh, going to no, make? We won't, we won't hear about that at all. Yeah, so you don't know. Maybe he is making millions. I mean, I doubt it because I'm, I'm sure. I guarantee you Bob Kraft gave him just as much as the Colts were offering him. I put money on that. Do we know what the Colts were offering him? No, those those details never came came out because he never actually signed the contract. Mm. That That's the issue there. 
I'm uh, sure I mean, he did. I mean, even if he came in just a little under, but he's getting all this, you know, stuff with Belichick and he gets to stay if it really is his family not wanting to move if he gets to stay. But I, like you said, that's a cop out because he was signed. He didn't sign, but he was ready to move before. You didn't think about your family then and moving them. It was okay. Last week, it was okay 48 hours ago from when you made this announcement. So, I mean, if that was your main concern, it would have been your main concern from the beginning. So, I, it's just it's 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 a ridiculous situation. Those people who are like, oh well, we don't have all of the information, we can't judge. Okay, well, you can go through that. I can't judge. Uh, my judgmental ass is going to do just that. Mm. I'm judging him. I'm. Ju- I have enough information to pass judgment. The information I have is that you had people up end their lives for you they're screwed you're not that's all i need to know yeah because what if the cults decided not to honor these contracts now these guys i mean thank god that they did i mean but think about they would be out of a job because they took a leap of faith and came to work for you and you just were like fuck you guys i'm out maybe who does did the patriots um did they get a defensive coordinator yet no I wonder if he would bring any of them over to do that. I wonder if McDaniels would would reach out. McDaniels would reach out to some of his people that are over there and bring them over here. Makes you wonder. And you would think that we would have bitch moaned and complained enough, but there's an entire segment dedicated to do that. Folks, let's just do what we do best. Let's air our freaking grievances, shall we? Um, No commas. (laughs) The tradition of Festivus begins... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You. It doesn't stop being funny every time I laugh like I didn't just hear it a week ago. Christine, you wanted to bitch, moan, and complain. I believe you said it was the Knicks and Billy Hernan Gomez. Yes, I am just not sure why the Knicks did what they did with this kid. I think that he was promising i think that he could have been really good and they just never gave him a chance and let him play and i don't i don't understand why i I just don't if somebody can explain to me a logical reason maybe i could get behind it now we'll never know what he could be or you may see it on another team maybe it was a smart decision maybe they saw something and they realized he wasn't that great but he goes in and he has to be traded because he wants to play. The kid's hungry. He wants to play. He's not okay with riding the pine. The flashes that you did see of him playing, he always looked good. He seemed like he was happy to be there. It seemed like he wasn't a problem in the locker room. And now he's on another team. And I just don't understand why. That has got to be the nicest and most polite <laughs> bitch session i've ever heard i had a very very bad day at work today and i just i guess my my energy level for being angry is just not here tonight i just don't have it in me i mean it's it was very peaceful yeah i mean the knicks are a a shit show and it's just like it's like the same thing with the patriots it's like i'm never surprised anymore by the things that they do to get all amped up about it no it's just your 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 zen is is it's infectious i'm calmer now you know it's just i want to light a candle and Sing Chardonnay? Yeah, in a Snuggie with a glass of Chardonnay. That actually sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and if it if it is not my Friday night, I would like it to be. Yeah, just play a little Sweetest Taboo and just, you know. Uh, 
Wow. I mean, I don't even know if I can get amped up like I was planning on it. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about my topic, yeah. Namaste. I'm, I'm getting angrier again. So, as I'm sure you're aware, Christine, there is a lack of movement in Major League Baseball free agency. Uh, as we approach five, kind of five, kind of five days before spring training begins with pitchers and catchers reporting, there are close to 100 free agents remaining in baseball, many of them high names, you Darvish, uh, J.D. Martinez, Jake Arrieta, who have not been signed to contracts yet. It, Russell Wilson got a contract, though. He did, and um, it's official that the New York Yankees now have the best quarterback in New York. But anyway, yep, I said it. There have been talks of... Major League Baseball players considering not showing up to spring training. They're considering striking. All conversations that have been had among the players themselves and the head of the players union, Tony Clark, has come out and said, no, that is not a part of our plan. That's you know not what we're looking to do. But apparently, Major League Baseball players are very upset. They're very angry. They're very, they're very up in arms over the fact that they haven't been signed to contracts yet and that... They've even hinted that there's collusion among the owners because at no other point in time in the history of the sport have so many free agents been unsigned this late in the season prior to spring training starting so soon. Do you know what my response to that is? You're not signed because you didn't sign the contract. Mm. Let's stop pretending that you haven't been offered contracts. No, you guys haven't been offered contracts that you like. And you know whose fucking problem that is? That's your problem. It's your problem that, that statistical research and analytics and sabermetrics have expanded to a point now that you're no longer getting contracts that your bitch asses aren't fucking worth. If you want to go to spring training, sign the contracts you've been offered. But if you sit there and you tell me that you're considering striking or you're considering starting your own spring training for unsigned players because we're going to hold out. Fine, motherfuckers, hold out. I want you to. Hold out. Hold out. I want you to. Because here's what's going to happen. You hold out and you're going to get nothing but a one-year contract. And if you get a one-year contract and you miss spring training, all history tells us is when players miss spring training, they have shit seasons. And I want these players to sign these one-year contracts. Sign these one-year contracts that, that, that you're going to end up pigeonholing yourself into because you don't want to take a seven-year, $100 million contract. Pigeonhole yourself. I want you to go into a free agency that includes Manny Machado and Bryce Harper and Josh Donaldson. I want you to. And then let's see what goddamn contract your asses get offered then. Go ahead and do it. Screw yourselves out of a good contract because you actually somehow for some reason think you're worth more. You're not. You're not because you're all players in your 30s that are looking for eight-year dick, uh, eight-year deals. Oh. <laughs> no, because you know why I said that? Because the next line was coming. You're all players in your 30s looking for eight-year deals. Go suck a dick. It's not happening. Go suck a dick. It's not happening because you're not worth it. This is not the days of Major League Baseball where 30 and 32-year-old players are going to get six, seven, and eight-year-old deals. You want to know why it's not going to happen? I'm going to tell you now it's not going to happen because we sat here as fans and we're living through it right now. We gave a contract like that to Jacoby Ellsbury and we can't sell the son of a bitch for a bag of balls. 
I think something similar happened with A-Rod as well. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down A-Rod <laughs> Avenue right about now. Because the fact of the matter is, we gave a contract like that to A-Rod, and we had to pay him to be a special spring training instructor. Because we wanted him off the roster that badly. C.C. Sabathia just signed a contract with the New York Yankees to come back. Do you know how much he's making? Isn't it seven million? $10 million. Dollars. You wonder why? Because in your late 30s, that's all you're worth. So if these players think that at 30 and 32 years old, they're going to get six and eight year long contracts that would be paying them between 20 and $25 million at the tail end of that contract, they're smoking that good shit and I wish they'd fucking share. So you know what? My airing of grievances goes out to every Major League Baseball player who's pitching, moaning, and complaining. Shut the fuck up, sign the goddamn contract that you're worth, and show up to spring training on Wednesday, you worthless son of a bitch. Mm. Talk about it. I feel better. I feel so much better. That's good there. I'm glad you feel better. I'm worried. There's like a vein that's about to pop out of your forehead. It is. It and is. And I'm actually pulsating I'm, out of the side of your neck. You're right. And I'm borderline getting hangry my damn self. But you know what? <laughs> Let's fuse the worlds of entertainment and sports and gossip and everybody's favorite segment. Christine. Water cooler conversations. Philly, as we briefly, unfortunately discussed, because I just don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. Uh, they won. And they celebrated a little bit too hard. Shocker. Those Philly fans are nuts. Um, I just wanted to briefly have a conversation with you about the guy who ate horse shit. Can we talk about that? I thought it was human shit. It's oh, no, horse, it was horse shit. shit. Oh. Yeah. I think what bothered me most about the gentleman who ate the horse feces <laughs> was that before he went in, he was wearing a scarf, a Philly scarf. He moved the scarf out of the way so that it didn't get in the shit and then proceeded to go ahead first and eat some more shit. I want you to explain to me why his scarf was of more value to him than his palate. Go. Because he's from Philly. Say no more, fam. <laughs> Say I'm Sorry, no more. I apologize to anybody listening from Philly. I mean, that makes I no don't, sense. I'm not sorry. Those, they're, the fans are nuts. They're nuts. Well, you know who one of their fans is? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin yeah. Hart. We um, all learned that that little man can't hold his liquor. Well, did you did you hear how drunk he was on the NFL Network? Well, if you didn't, TMZ did. TMZ, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Yo, he's chocolate wasted. Chocolate freaking wasted, man. He and was wait, slurring wait, wait, his wait. words. And then he went on his Instagram later. This is what had me dying. This is how he explained it later. Here we go. Uh, to all the kids out there, I just want to say don't drink. 
you know, when alcohol is in your system, you do dumb stuff. Me trying to go on stage with the trophy, Damn definitely in the top two stupidest things I've ever done, but who cares? <laughs> the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm still a little tipsy, but the world can kiss my ass. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I ain't got socks on because I'm tipsy. And my wife was the first one to say, babe, don't go up there. I told my wife, be, no, honey, chill out. I got to be up there with my city. <laughs> That's how that right. work out? It didn't work out. <laughs> did you see the video? I'm going to hang it up on the job, table. Yeah. He said, he said, Kevin Hart, I know who you are, but you can't be up here. I said, hell if I can't. I went to walk. He put his hand on my chest. Exactly. Who gives a shit? Go, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fuck it. No, he was firm. Was it soft when he put his hand on you? No, it was firm. Yo, Kevin Hart is a fucking riot. I cannot wait to see him at MSG. Or is it the Barclays? You got tickets? Not yet, but I will. Are you going to ask me if I want to go? I love Kevin Hart. I saw him at Levity Live, like right in front of me. Oh, he is tiny. I haven't, I have not missed Kevin Hart um, the last two times he's been in New York City, and I won't. You want to come? I bought my tickets. Yeah. I mean, I just, I worship at, at the altar of Kevin Hart, so I had to be there. Let's do it. Awesome. So I will look. What? We're running to MSG? Does he do a 5K, though? I th- he does. Time? Yes, yeah. he does. I would do it. He does. So a little bit of sad news um, here on Water Cooler Conversation. The son of former NBA coach Rick uh, Edelman, um, and his son was an NBA assistant coach himself. He was killed in Houston um, when he was struck by a vehicle while crossing the street. Um, he wasn't using the crosswalk at the time of the accident, according to the uh, police report. Uh, the driver was questioned by police and he was released without charges, but you know the accident is still under um, investigation. Uh, you know, it, she was an 80-year-old woman uh, driving a Chrysler Town and Country minivan. Um, you know, and it's just 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 a sad, you know, sad sad story. But I at least wanted to use uh, a portion of of Water Cooler just to send our thoughts and prayers out to the Edelman family. Um, Rick Edelman was a was a great coach. Um, I remembered him during his time uh, with the Sacramento Kings. But, but just just a sad story, and you know we just got to be careful out there. Uh, Forty four years old, uh, way too young. So uh, time and thoughts and prayers are definitely with the Edelman family. Yeah, that's very sad. You know, and and hopefully we can you know, try and liven it up a, a little bit more. Um, the dunk contest is happening next weekend it's exciting uh do you have any plans for all-star saturday next saturday next saturday i don't believe so god do we have plans nope i'm gonna go watch like all-star saturday like buffalo wild wings or something yeah i've been craving buffalo wild wings so that will work right next saturday i have non-meat choices for my fiance who gave up meat they do okay and we can go there's a lot there for you i heard their mac and cheese balls are to die for uh, they also have nachos. Um, they have celery and carrots that come with my chicken no, wing. I, well, I can't, I'm not giving you my celery. I eat my celery, but yeah. you can have my carrots. I will, Same. You can load up on the carrots. Their salads are actually really good. I've had their salads so before. Their menu, like it's an SAT prep book? Mm, ACT prep book, yes. They have spinach and artichoke dip as well. They do. Look at that. Look at God. When we do it, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, then I would just say starve because. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Cheese, that's 
it's hard. It's but like anyway, in everything. I ordered my Donovan Mitchell Utah Jazz t-shirt because Elmsford's own Donovan Mitchell is in the NBA dunk contest. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't really know about this kid, nor did I know he was from Elmsford, but I did check out some of his um, highlights. There's a video of like his top dunks, and he is quite talented. Well, I'm about to pat myself on the back and stroke my ego. Would you mind? Pat and stroke away. Okay. On February 17th, 2016, it was about almost two years ago to the day, would you like to know what I posted on Facebook? I have the receipts. <clears throat> My God, I hate you. <laughs> Quote, I'm going to be bold and say it right now. Donovan Mitchell is a future NBA slam dunk champion. It only got three likes. Okay, I only got three likes. I re-upped it earlier this week when he was named to the All-Star Game, um, when he was named to the dunk contest. I'ma re-up that shit on Saturday after it happens. I'm a motherfucking Nostradamus. I run this, I, I'm Do you know this guy? Donovan's father was a substitute teacher at my high school. Donovan's father was basically like another one of our gym teachers. Fiz Ed. Yeah. Okay. Donovan's father works for the New York Mets um, in their front office. Wow. Um, and also coached our girls' basketball team when we, were, when we were there. Donovan's father, Mr. Mitchell, is one of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. Um, so little Donovan was around a lot when we were in school. He would be in our, you know, when Mr. Mitchell was teaching gym, you know, he would be there. Fizz He'd be up. running when he was teaching phys ed, he would be there and he would be, you know, running around. And so we, we watched the kid when he was a little kid, you know, kind of watched him kind of grow up. And it's just crazy seeing this little kid who would run around the gym and now see that he's running his team. It's crazy. He's very Brolic and in like yes. crazy shape. And would you believe he was just as good, if not better, of a baseball player than he was a basketball player? I do believe it because usually when you're a good athlete, you can play more than one sport. But I was, I like I said, I didn't really know about him, and and I was looking him up today, and like one of the things that came up when I googled his name was his diet, apparently, which was like posted like eight hours ago. I What's guess his diet. I don't know. His diet. I didn't What's read that article, but I'm guessing he. Um, it's probably getting a lot more coverage because the all-star game is getting closer. So they're going to talk about his diet and, you know, the things that he does. And I was just, like I said, I was watching some of his dunks and he's so athletic and yes. talented and he's yes. in, like really great shape. So good for him. That's awesome. So Maybe he'll come back and like give back to, to Elmsford. You know what? Just claim it. This is how sad we are. Just claiming us is really enough for us because we feel like people leave and then don't want to claim us are you is that the first um well oh well let's let's be clear he didn't graduate from hamilton oh okay. right so you know he grew up and spent his childhood you know in Elmsford, but he he did all of his schooling in connecticut Got his it. major his major schooling and and i'm pretty sure it was a, it was a prep you know academy and, mm -hmm. and which which i would expect somebody with donovan's you know uh, talent and and future you know belonged at a, at a school that could you know better cultivate that and 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 bring him to the next level but just 
claiming us as a hometown is enough for us, you know? It's really all we need. So I look forward to rooting on uh, Donovan in public, in my jazz gear. Awesome. Good luck to um, him. I hope he takes it. And we'll be we'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings together next Saturday. Yeah. I'm excited. Any fans want to come join us? You just told them where we're at. Well, Yo, you didn't tell them which one, though. Buffalo Wild Wings and White Plains. Oh, come be there. Come be there. Be, be part there. of time in. Shout us out. Yo, look, facts, though. We might even just go live on Facebook from there. Why not? Sure. Let's live it. Let's live it. We've got two more. I told you we were going over an hour. I don't give a shit. We're getting these stories in. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Good for him, Mr. Jimmy GQ. Go ahead. I wanted that awkward silence to be there for a second. What are your honest thoughts on this contract? I think it's absolutely ridiculous, but good for him. Mm. <laughs> He's played eight games. Granted, he didn't lose any of them, but he is the highest played player in the NFL currently, correct? Ever. Yeah. Wow. Ever. San Fran falling hard. You better hope he doesn't get hurt or that it wasn't just lightning in a bottle. This is insanity. Mm-hmm insanity you can't be mad at him though that's what i'm saying good for him and i'd like to compare jimmy garoppolo's stats over his the last six games that he that he played in to another quarterback in the last six games that they played in so jimmy garoppolo just signed the largest contract in nfl history his completion percentage over his last six games 67.4 percent uh quarterback x 65.1 percent total yards jimmy garoppolo 1565 Quarterback X, 1,305. Touchdowns to interceptions, Garoppolo, 7-5. Quarterback X, 9-2. Passing rating, 96.2. Quarterback X, 96.2. Jimmy Garoppolo, highest paid player of all time. Player X, Con Kaepernick, not in the league. Damn. I should have put Colin Kaepernick on my black history board. It's not too late. That's messed up. Not in the league. Yet that son of a bitch is the highest paid player of all time. But Colin wasn't being blackballed. No. Mm -mm. He just didn't have the skill set or the talent. Well, I'm saying this again, and I'm going to say it again. That is fucked up what happened, but you can't blame Jimmy Garoppolo. He has nothing to do with it. I don't blame Jimmy. He got his payday. Take it to the bank, sir. I don't blame Jimmy at all. The NFL I'm just saying, is a big, messed up entity. Has I want a lot somebody, of I, I'm tired of people not calling a spade a spade. They're not going to own up to the fact that they're blackballing him. It's never going to happen. I just, I just, I just want to bring it up. Can we close? Let's do it. We have one last story. I'm really glad Catherine's in the room for it. Because my enthusiasm for this is through the roof and... Honestly, not only am I excited for 2020 because of the election, but football's coming back. The XFL 2020. Are you as excited and enthusiastic? Because I watched the whole damn press conference. Are you as excited as I am? Clearly not, because I didn't do that. I am excited, though. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be honest. I I think I told you this when we talked about this once. I didn't really watch the XFL when it was around. Here's your chance. So I will be tuning in. I'm excited. But Vince McMahon has a lot to say, though, about it. He's not going to be involved in it at all. But he he is saying who can and cannot play. Did you see that? He said anybody with a criminal record can't play. Right. I see nothing wrong with that. Half the NFL players have criminal records. 
Exactly, which is why this is the XFL. Oh, he also not- said that you're not allowed to kneel for the anthem. Correct. Which is also a rule in every other major sport but football. Mm. The only reason why it's a controversial thing in the game of football is because there was no rule that said you had to stand. That exists in basketball, for instance. That's why nobody saw any NBA player who I'm sure are just as, you know, fist up as players in the NFL. They can't. Got it. They can't. Got it. Got it. So I see no issue with Vince doing what every other major sports well, league but the NFL did. Johnny Manziel can still oh. not find a quarterback job. Facts though. Vince actually basically said, no, Johnny Manziel's not welcome here. Tim Tebow can find a job though. And so can Colin Kaepernick. That's great. Could you imagine if two of the starting quarterbacks in the XFL were Tom, were Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick? That would make it watchable. Right? Not that it's not watchable it'll now, be, but I'm saying great. it would be competitive. It'll be great. That's good. Catherine, we're going to say something about the But isn't XFL? Tim Tebow a Met? Isn't Russell Wilson a Yankee? Different seasons? Russell Wilson's not actually playing. He's just going through... Tim Tebow is playing. Tim Tebow shouldn't be playing. Can we... They moved him, though. Oh, my God. We're not talking about this now. I'm sorry. We'll get back to it. Don't you worry. We should change Tiger Watch to Tebow Watch because baseball season is coming, and I'm going to talk about him. Well, can you just... But see, is that what the XFL is? It's no. Former wrestlers? No. It's not? No. Oh, I was like, Guys, I didn't hear that. Good. I'm, I'm really glad we've broached this subject. I know we're an hour 12 into the show, but God damn it, let's go an hour 20 because this is important shit. The fact of the matter is this. What were, is the XFL? Okay. It stands for the Extreme Football League, right? There is no crossover. I beg your pardon? Do they have hatchets? There will not be hatchet. Well, what made it more extreme in its original inception was that it was harder hits. It was, you know, like it was, it was rougher. Right. Exactly. 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 Now, though, they only kept XFL because it's for branding reasons. So it's not going to be nearly as extreme. There will be no crossover between wrestling and football. These are not the same people. They're not even going to do what they did last time and have the same announcers. They're going in a drastically different direction. I am being very serious. Hear what I'm going to say, and I mean this. Mark the episode. The XFL will absolutely compete with the NFL. They're not going season to season yet. Yet. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why they're going to come at them. Because there is no individual ownership of these teams yet. The XFL will own all of the different franchises. Why is that crucial and why is that going to be important to the success of this league? Because it will, be, it will make it easier to implement certain things. For instance, increase technology to keep these players safe. They're going to be able to institute new rules, different rules. How confusing is it, Christine and Catherine? What the fuck is a catch in the goddamn NFL? Yeah. What's a catch? It depends on the referee. We don't so. know. There will be simpler rules. The games will move quick. They're getting rid of halftime. The games are going to keep moving. There's going to be a better flow to it. They're going to keep politics separate. Every single thing that is turning people off from the NFL is what is going to draw people into the XFL. I firmly believe with the way they're going about it, separating it completely from wrestling, I absolutely believe that if you give this league a good 15 years, 10, 15 years, they can move from being a spring football league to a winter football league and give the NFL hell. Where is it going to be held? Oh, you mean like arena-wise? Yeah. 
That's a great question. And I think if they're smart, what they'll do this time as opposed to what they did last time was you're not going to be able to sell out MetLife Stadium for the XFL. You just can't. You're not going to be able to. But what if we said you may not be able to take MetLife? Not even. What if you try something along the lines of, oh, I don't know, taking, a, taking Rutgers and playing your games at Rutgers? That you can sell out. I think the XFL has to have realistic expectations, but I also think they need to shoot for areas that don't have teams. I think if you put an XFL team in Oklahoma, watch it take off. Because those people in Oklahoma, they live and they breathe football. Once they lose Sooners football and they have the XFL, it's going to thrive. How do you not put an XFL team in Alabama? So if they play this correctly... Holy hell, the possibilities are endless. And you play those XFL games right there in that stadium at the University of Alabama and watch it thrive. Vince, this is basically me telling you, you need to give me a call and hire me as an advisor because I will tell you everything you did wrong and everything you did right. You need to bring in people who know football to call these games and I know the best person to do it. Ryan Rucco is available. Ryan Rucco is available. And I'm sure he'd do it and he'd be great at it. This was fun. It was. I just want to say something quickly. It was Say, speak, speak. Um, Live your life. Don't forget that the Winter Olympics are starting Friday is the oh opening games. I did forget. So go Team USA. I did forget. What time are the opening ceremonies? I'm not sure. I, I mean, like live, live. I want to say 8 p.m. But the live, Winter Olympics yeah. are awesome. I love the Olympics. Yeah. It's always good to be to remind the rest of the world that we're the greatest country on earth and that we're dominant. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like in the Olympic off years, they kind of forget who the hell we are. And I think it's really good for us to remind them every once in a while. Outside of, you know, you know trying to plan a grand military parade that's going to cost, you know, billions of dollars that we really just don't have just so we can stroke your ego. I'm not going to mention any names, though. Opening ceremony is in seven hours and 57 minutes. Can't they just say the time? So seven. So 5 a.m.? That would be about right, because if it's Korea, 5 a.m. would be about right. I mean, you're my go-to on this. I really hope you're planning on watching the Olympics so that you can give a, a, a dress down for us, because it won't be me. I won't be watching it that closely to be able to give a rundown. So, Christina, are you on it? or I will be on it, because I promised my kids at school that I will keep them updated on the Winter Olympics. All right, cool beans. Now, can we close out the show? Yes. All right. Christine, it's been an honor being with you. Are you busy next week? Can we do this again? Or Absolutely. I am never too busy for you, Matt. <laughs> At Time and Podcast on Twitter, Time and Podcast on Instagram, Time and Podcast on Facebook, www.timeandpodcast.com. Check it all out. Folks, we love you. Until next time, blow the whistle. Time out.